Hi, this is Stories Told by Friends. In about February 2020, I get a text from my cousin's husband. It's a link. They want people to audition for Family Feud Canada. And he said, you need to get the cousins and you guys need to do this. I know you'll absolutely crush it. I'm your host, Dave Dirksen, and that's the voice of my friend Sherry, who on this episode tells part one of a very interesting story of perseverance as she and her cousins attempt to achieve a very cool goal. Here she is. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well, actually, and uh, pretty excited about hearing this story because, you know, you have a storytelling gift, but also you have a lot of stories that you could tell, and I'm hoping they're none of the ones that I wouldn't want you to tell from our time (laughs) working together. Oh, you know what? There are several I could tell. Um, but the one that always gets me is Halloween and you in those orange pants. Yeah. You know what? That's something uh, that I will like, I can't get out of my brain. Yeah. We're, unfortunately. Well, you know what we'll do is we'll, uh, we'll just delete that from this podcast <laughs> so that no one else gets it in their brain. Even just thinking about that. Yeah. You can't unsee it. You can't. <laughs> All right. Well, you, uh, as a big fan of the show, I think you've known about it for two weeks or something. So you are a big fan of the show. Absolutely. Uh, yes. Yeah. So you know that I'll ask you to introduce yourself. So uh, what would you say uh, as an introduction? My name is Sherry Schmitz and I am a game show applicant and the most fabulous administrative assistant that Dave Dirksen has ever had. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, for sure. Uh, tied. Tied for first. Tied. <laughs> You're a big game player in general, are you not? Yes. Yep, that's true. We are a, definitely a board game, Nintendo gaming family. That's for sure. So both board game and electronic gaming, any game, anytime, anywhere. Is that kind of the motto of your family? That's pretty much it. Yeah. How did you come to be such a game player? Was that part of your childhood as well? Um, No, not really. But I think that just as the kids were growing up and you wanted to have them interact with us in a fun, meaningful, more family time way, board gaming was kind of the best bridge to that. Getting them off electronics and just sitting around the table as a family and playing these games. So I think that kind of had a lot to do with it. We had a neighbor that said, come over and play cards. And we're thinking like Kaiser or Crib or whatever. The next thing you know, we're playing Bonanza, the bean trading game. And it kind of sucked us into getting to more like different high level board games. So that was about 19 years ago. So ever since then, we've been like very, very big board game players for sure. You got some different games you're going to play or uh, what? what's coming up? Um, I'm not sure. Sometimes <laughs> just sitting there and learning something new. I just want to go back to some of the ones that are sitting on the shelf, collecting dust that I have a good concept and know how to play. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So maybe I, I'm going to go back to all those old ones and like bring them out and play them again. Oh, that's you know, good. Instead yeah. of living, leaving them there. Really good. So when, when I retired about a year and a half ago, Marlis gave me one year to play every game that is on the shelf because I've kind of been banned from buying new games because <laughs> there's no room for them anymore. That's and about so, it here. So uh, we 
we got pretty close, but then I, I didn't follow through. I didn't throw any away. So yeah. And we, could you find someone to play them all with you? Because that's well, a big piece too. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I've, I've gotten into, um, into cooperative games because yes. I can play them by myself. <laughs> I, just have two, I play two or three players. You know how cooperative games are. You've usually got one person who says, well, why don't you just do this? That would be smart. Oh, okay. You know, so it's basically like playing by yourself anyway. Okay. Well, that's a lot of preamble. It's a little self-indulgent maybe, but mm-hmm. have a big uh, drink of that latte. And uh, there you we can, go. You can launch into uh, the story that you're about to tell. I think I know what it is because we've chatted a little bit, but I don't know all the details. So I'm looking forward to hearing it. I'll turn the mic over to you, Sherry Schmitz. You're on. All right. Perfect. A lot of people don't even know this, but CBC actually has Family Feud Canada. And it came out about three years ago. And the host is Jerry D. Very funny comedian. He's somebody that I just like. And especially with his whole bit around the teaching field. And that's kind of my background and where I've spent most of my life. So in about February 2020, I get a text from my cousin's husband, Jason, and he gives any, it's a link to the auditioning. They want, they want people to audition for Family Feud Canada. And he said, you need to get the cousins together, which is his wife, Sarah is one of them. And you guys need to do this. I know you'll absolutely crush it. What about you and your cousins did he think? would work perfectly for this game my cousins we live from like all the way from manitoba all the way to very northern alberta and um every time you get together it's like we just saw each other yesterday we have more of a friendship than a forced upon family (laughs) uh, relationship whenever we get together uh we just have a blast we never want to leave each other when it's time to go And we brought that whole gaming aspect into when we meet with each other. So we'll do made up games, anything you can imagine we will do. Even if there's a chip that fell into milk that a kid might have backwash into, we make a game out of it. Like, (laughs) uh, you know, like what are the odds that you drink that? Right. So That's just kind of who we are when we're together. So I really don't think we realize that until Jason kind of pointed it out and said, you guys would be perfect for this because that's kind of who you guys are naturally when you're together. So. All right. And uh, with those cousins, is there a big age range? Yeah, there is because I'm the oldest and then the youngest is, and I'm, you know, 50, almost 50. And then the youngest is uh, 30. So he was at my wedding and like he was barely, you know, barely walking type thing. Right. So kind of a neat thing. And it's neat how we all of a sudden form that bond. And it just doesn't matter the age. How did you decide? Like you've got more than five people in your extended family. Do you like how did you decide who was on the team? You know, uh, for my cousin, Joe, him and I grew up with each other. We were both the same age. And, you know, I was kind of in that meeting with Sarah and Jason and Evan, that very first one, you're, you're obviously going to be the team captain. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm very organized. I'm going to make sure things get done. Like I'm going to lead the way for this. Right. So I, I feel like they could put their trust in me and making sure anything that needed to happen would happen. 
So Joe was absolutely natural for me to pick. Uh, Sarah and I have a really good relationship. We get we try and get together once or twice a year. So that worked out well. Same with Evan. That worked well. And then Lynn, she's also kind of a person that we always try and make sure to see. But how it also worked out well is that it was one uh, one of the kids from each of the like each of our parents, right? Oh, yeah. So we're kind of representing everybody. There is a sixth family. Um, and I we really did feel like it would be kind of more of a stressor for them, you know, than anything. It would just be totally putting them out of their comfort zone to kind of do anything like that. And we needed to make sure that nerves didn't outweigh your excitement, right? So that's kind of how that worked. Yeah. Anyway, so you you call all these cousins that you're connected call with and the crazy with. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so the thing that you need to do, the first thing in the audition process is making a an audition video. Uh, we got together and we decided to take make total fun of ourselves and wear very neon, tight-fitting, 80s workout gear. And so... <laughs> <laughs> which absolutely in my case nobody needs to see but we went to valley village and got you know all that stuff together well we had uh <laughs> we had lots of lycra uh we had oh we found some awesome neon yellow and and pink and green uh jackets and we had short shorts and we had headbands and wristbands and and then we each filmed our own piece right because again we're we're all apart like miles apart and then so Sarah plays so many instruments but she thought it would be funny if she like did the family feud uh, theme song on her recorder while she was like doing the stepping <laughs> you know like <laughs> Jane Fonda stepping and then Evan he has uh, milk jugs and he's like one Jerry D two Jerry D, three Jerry D, you know, and me, I start outside. I do a barrel roll over my son's car, which he ran right out afterward to make sure I didn't dent his hood, (laughs) run into the house. And actually Evan and I were together that weekend and we go like flying to see who can hit that red button first. And that was our video. That was it. We didn't say a single thing. And we put some cheesy action movie music behind it. Uh, we made sure it started with an explosion because every good action movie has that in it. Okay, so uh, you've you have uh, made this video and you send it in, and then what? You just wait, yeah, or how long? How long? Got a, yeah, that was February. We just wait. We got a little email saying thank you for your submission. If you're, you know, we'll contact you if you're selected. And we wait and we wait. And then March hit and the world shut down. It was COVID. So we weren't even sure. Well, at that point, your mind isn't on anything really but COVID because you're, you know, you're trying to figure out what's going on. And then in May, I got an email. So they, they made me the team captain. So everything goes through me. So anytime... Uh, anybody from Family Feud needs to contact you, goes through me, and then I relay the info. So about May, I get an email and it says, hey, your video impressed us. We'd like you to meet with a casting producer. Uh, typically, what we do is, although we would be in line for an, 
an in-person audition. So they did them all over the country, but because it was COVID, everything turned into Zoom. So she's like, I'd like to have a Zoom interview with you. Maybe play a couple of games or whatever and and just see who you guys are. I sent that to everybody. We're like, this is so awesome. And you know what? To be honest, Dave, like I think everybody, all five of us, and I'm sure a lot of people out there, we were in such a funk, you know, just not knowing you're not able to go home. You can't go to work. You, you know, you're ordering groceries, you're doing all this stuff. So it kind of gave us this boost, this unexpected boost that kind of took away those COVID worries and concerns. They gave us a few little questions. So I'm like, I got to get somebody unbiased here uh, to give us some family feud questions and to ask those questions. So I actually got our communications person at SPS, Veronica, uh, to like, (laughs) To test us out. Yeah, we needed to do a run through because I thought, and Veronica is absolutely brilliant. Having worked with Veronica, yes. I know that she's a communications professional. So she knows all, all about media and all of that. She's also brutally honest. Yes. So <laughs> good person. Like she's going to give you straight feedback. Yeah. So we Zoomed it. We gave Veronica the stuff. She gave us some, you know what? Her feedback was, it wasn't actually brutal like we were like Veronica you need to tell us and she's like no you're great here you know sometimes you say um or you think about things or um when I get nervous I giggle like you know things like that so you know just kind of um uh tone that down a bit uh she loved our energy she said definitely keep keep that up you know we were maybe taking a bit too long to answer like you guys got to be faster you know that kind of thing so Yeah. So those were the kind of things. And like I said, it made total sense. And what it also did is it took the nerves out of us. You know, we were, we were going to be nervous no matter what, but I think, you know, the intensity of nervousness absolutely went down after we kind of played it with everybody because the only person Veronica knew was me, right? She had never met any of my cousins. So to have her give honest feedback about that, that was the best thing we could have ever done. All right. So you got some pro coaching. Were you still wearing your, uh, your neon 80s workout gear? <laughs> that is back at the Value Village. Some other person has the privilege. Oh, good. Just <laughs> wore it and took it back. That's great. I told you, no one needs to see it again. <laughs> no one needs to own it again. Okay. So you, you got your, your elite professional coaching from Veronica Baker, who is now uh, probably making millions, uh, you know, by coaching other family feud entrants and other game show entrants in general. That's a real spinoff for her. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So we meet with the producer. We absolutely have a blast. She was amazing, immediately made us feel comfortable. You know what, with our video, with us not saying a single word, they really have no idea who you are, right? Like, what, what do you do as a job? Where do you guys all live? You know, so she kind of had to just kind of get to know us on that basic level and then fire some family feud questions off. At that point, we had an, um, an alternate and we decided that alternate was going to be my uncle, who is actually Evan's dad. And we're not very far apart in age. And I would say also that we've been more friends than you know, uncle and niece for a very, very long time. And oh my gosh, he's got a great sense of humor too. 
So he was on there and he does some really bad tricks that he's been doing since we're kids, like, you know, the disappearing quarter and, oh my God, it goes down the sleeve of his shirt. We're all amazed or the, <laughs> you know, the, he's doing the detached thumb trick, you know, to this producer. Um, uh, Sarah's playing her recorder. Like it was an absolute blast. Like we kind of kept this maybe persona of ourselves going through the whole thing. So Sarah's campy with the recorder. Evan, it was all dad bod tricks or, you know, jokes or thing, things like that. It was just totally making fun of his dad bod. And, uh, and Joe, you know, he's, he's a guy that pretends he doesn't like to have fun, but he, he really does like to have fun. So, and me just kind of always being that person who would, like encourage my, my cousins to talk or, okay, well, what do you think about that, Sarah? You know, like trying to always just make sure the producer got a piece of everybody. So we get out of that one and we're, we're all feeling really good. And again, if it doesn't go any farther, not to say that we didn't want to, but we didn't care because we've had all this stuff to take our minds out of the yucky stuff happening in the world, right? Did they tell you what they were looking for before the you, you met with the producer? Were they looking for campy tricks where your thumb detaches <laughs> and where you'd, you know, pull a quarter out from behind the producer's ear or something? Like <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, the words that they used, they constantly used were energetic, able to have fun, able to enjoy the moment, okay to just be yourself. So then we wait. Okay, thanks. We're, you know, good. We're all feeling really good. Then in about kind of end of May there, beginning of June, we get another request. And it's like, you guys did amazing on the first interview with our producer. Now we want you to play an actual game with another family. But we have to do it on Zoom because of COVID. Well, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. So do you have to win? Like, is this a qualifier? Do you have to beat them in order to make it? Or what's the deal? Uh, no, when we went on, they said, absolutely, this has nothing to do with who wins or loses. That's not what kind of moves you forward. It's just how you interact with your family while you're on there, how you interact with their family, how well you are actually playing the game. You know, because sometimes when you're watching the show, you wonder, like some of the people that they picked, do they actually know how family feud works, you know, like with fast money or the, you know, sun death round or what it means. So we get on and we zoom with a family from Nova Scotia and they were amazing. They're, they're all, and it was a dad and a mom and then their three kids and they get on there and the dad is drinking uh, Alexander Keith's like he's just down in them. And, and they have the, this little saying that they do. And we're just amazed. Like, this is so much fun. Like we have this opportunity to meet a whole other family thousands of kilometers away from us. We get to play, we get to um, uh, have producers watch us. So we had the one producer, we had two producers on there, as a matter of fact. Um, one was kind of, you know, the I don't know, the crowd pumper upper and the other one was, you know, getting all the information from us. And by the way, I know it doesn't matter, but we we did win. <laughs> it doesn't matter, but uh, yeah. it, doesn't. it 
it doesn't matter. And so, okay, now we had an amazing, another amazing time. Now we have this experience to talk about for how many years with each other. And the mom on that team was so funny. She was so amazing. Like we ended up cheering her on when she was answering questions, you know? So, and I think kind of that's the spirit of family feud. And I, like I, I did say jokingly that we, we did win, but I think it's just, you don't take yourself too seriously. And we, as just natural Canadians, you just want everybody to do well. Never once while we applied, did the winnings or the potential winnings come into our, our brain. It was the, it was the experience and the chance that we were going to be able to play this awesome show and potentially meet Jerry D. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So that that was the ultimate goal is maybe Jerry D as opposed to um, being uh, huge CBC celebrities or anything. (laughs) Exactly. And I know like, you know, I'm not going to lie. If, if we did get to play, the money would be good. But that was, you know, that was the lowest number on our list for trying out for this. So we went, we, we played, they say, thank you. You guys were amazing. And then we wait. <laughs> so we get off that Zoom. We're all feeling good. Then we get an email in June and it says, thank you, but you haven't been accepted. And then there was oh. a bit of, yeah, you know, because you're doing all this great stuff, getting so much excellent feedback from everybody. And you know what? Sorry, you didn't get on. And that was the end of our family feud journey. So then did you do a little debrief meeting with the team and, you know, like have a little little post uh, party to kind of make sure you still felt good about things? Or how, how did how did you handle the uh, the, the disappointing news? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what, we all, we, it was a beautiful night in June and I just took my computer out on the deck and we just, all five of us got together and debriefed about it. And we were disappointed, but we weren't disappointed because I hate going back to this all the time, but it really did take us out of a COVID funk. Like we had this awesome, fun, exciting thing to kind of focus on. Again, we we felt awesome about what we did. We had an amazing time. We have this crazy audition video in our vaults, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> there we go. We're done. So then we follow them on social media and then we see that they're, they posted a few times that they are only having families on that are within the greater Toronto area because there's no travel, there's travel restrictions. So if you could get there by car and follow all the like COVID protocols and the travel uh, restrictions and everything like that, then you would be considered for the feud. So then, you know, we were, we were for sure disappointed, but that kind of maybe took a personal disappointment off of it because it wasn't that they didn't like us personally. It's just that, Due to COVID, they couldn't do anything else. So then, did you uh, rent a fifteen-passenger van and drive out there? Or what? <laughs> that would have been that would have been so good. Yeah, no, it was just like we're over. And I think they, you know, everybody had to make hard decisions at that time. And so, you know, as a company, it was just kind of maximum three hours away. You could drive, and that's it. So if you notice on the season of Family Feud Canada season two. You will never see um, 
their origin underneath their name. Because that's a big, that's a big part of family feud, like where you guys come from, right? That whole season, it's just people's last names. And I think they kind of had that to do that too, because you know, part of it is Canada, right? We're getting families from all over the country to kind of compete against each other. And so if everybody saw Ontario all the time, it might have, you know, something that people were, oh, well, what the heck is going on here? Well, that's yeah. cool. I just thought, uh, you know, with how keen you guys were, you might drive across the country, but that was impossible. Impossible. So then we're just done. And we're like, okay, that was a cool experience. We did a great job. And hmm, that's a bit of an abrupt ending. That's where we're going to leave part one. But here's a little teaser from part two. Fast forward to June 2021, a whole year since we got the kind of you didn't make it letter. And I get an email. I hope you'll tune in again to hear all the twists and turns in part two of Sherry's story. Thanks for listening. See you soon.